That's, I mean, that's, it's right now a running joke. Jude in the mic. I think he does it intentionally. Look, he does. He does. He's do it doing it intentionally. He does it in, in, intentionally, Jude. You, you know what? I just realized what you can. We use. need a. We need a camera for the behind the scenes. Yeah. Because it's a pretty jovial. All right, you ready to rock and roll? I am. I'm. 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 Good Wednesday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller, and this is Real Talk with Keith Smith. I know. I, I enjoy doing that as well. We're eating red vines, courtesy of the Queen of Henrico, Holly Foster herself. Um, Holly Foster, where are your travels taking you today? Are you in Henrico? Are you in South Carolina? Are you enjoying a massage at Keswick Hall? Um, are you enjoying some hospitality at the Boar's Head? I, I, we live vicariously through your travels, Queen of <laughs> Henrico. Um, we are live on all social channels on a chilly Wednesday morning a in wind, downtown man. Charlottesville. When I awoke this morning and looked at the thermostat, it was in the upper 20s in Keswick. Uh, my wife and I, oh, we have a light out right there, Judah. We've got to change that. Uh, my wife and I woke up and said, man, it is cold. Um, today's show is about data. It's about inventory. And today's show is also about the... Red Vines versus Twizzlers, because that's what really I want. I think Red Vines are better. Let's welcome... Let's have <laughs> Judah, you, we should get you in the mix on here, because you can pontificate on this. Keith Smith goes... Red Vines or Twizzlers? What's your vote? I'm a clear-cut Red Vines guy. Well, so I think, I think it's a regional thing. Oh. I don't... I never, here we go. Here I, we go. Here we go. Here we go. Tell me how this is a regional thing here. I, ne- I never seen a Red Vine until I was in the South. Twizzlers was always up north. Hmm. I may be wrong. I just never actually seen a Red Vine. And is Twizzlers... I think Twizzlers are solid... And this is hollow, which makes a great straw. Yeah, mate. <laughs> God, I love you so much. <laughs> you generally got me uh, doing a laugh right there. And, and you can do the, uh, the fake uh, cigar smoking right there, right? Yeah, right. I, for some reason, want to do that. Judah, are you, Judah is doing that as well. Are you a red vine or Twizzler man? Were Judah? you a smoker at one point? Nah, no. It was not really my cup of tea. Yeah. I play too, much, uh, too many sports. Um, still do. So the impact on the lugs always concern me. Um, well, I was. I enjoy a cigar. Yeah. I, were you, you a smoker you, at one point? No. I was. I was a very young marine at the time, and generally it involved a lot of alcohol. Then a cigarette would come out. Yeah. And I'd always steal a cigarette. From I wouldn't. Somebody. I wouldn't call that. I wouldn't call that. Do, do you know Yona used to smoke? Really regularly. Yeah. Yona. Well, were you talking like a pack a day? No. I don't think I've ever seen a smoke in one cigarette a day. Well, that's not, <laughs> that's not smoking. really smoking. One smoking. cigarette a day? Yeah, she was pretty good. Okay. This is, Holly, thank you so much. This is good. I might have to get up and get another one. Well, if you do, make sure you get one for all of us. Judah, are you When would ready? I not do that? I, I know. He is, he is a very thoughtful person. And I, every morning, if I go to get a cup of coffee, I invite you for a cup you of coffee. Do. And every morning you say no. I do. I, I try to say no. Uh, Holly Foster says, glad everyone is enjoying the Red Vines in my kitchen in Berkeley Point. She's, uh, oh, she's in her kitchen in Berkeley Point right now. Good. Having her morning coffee watching the show. She also asked about Scott. Scott is not on the show, um, Holly. I uh, appreciate you asking that question. Jason Howard on Rio Road. Welcome to the broadcast. Judah, we didn't get your take. We didn't get Judah's take. No, what, what we need to def- is, I think Twizzlers are solid. And Jason Howard's asking about now, the, the law case. Are, yeah, Twizzlers sure. are we'll hollow. Get to it. I'm sorry? Twizzlers are hollow, too. Really? Yeah. 
Damn, what's the one that's solid? <laughs> what's the one? <laughs> I can tell you. Yeah. We got uh, important things to talk about, people. Uh, Whistlers versus versus uh, red vines. Holly, thank thank you very much um, for the uh, pre-show snack. Oh, absolutely. It was uh, Holly. We've been munching on this uh, for much of this week and the latter part of last week when I picked them up. Why do I think Twizzlers are solid? I don't think Twizzlers are solid. Twizzlers are also hollow. I find the red vine, especially these red vines, to be fresher than the Twizzler. Hmm. The Twizzler is a bit more um, chewy, Hmm. chewier, where this one I find is a little bit more meltier in your mouth. Um, Judah, did you decide red vine or Twizzler? You know, I think for most of my life I didn't even know there were red vines. Look at that. Well, if you, just if you as, Google it, just this is as, exactly what they say. Twizzlers considered more gen, like genteel. Genteel. Not genteel. <laughs> no, gelatinous. Once chewed. Gelatinous. And often adhered to the teeth. Yeah, I, right. I would have to admit this. The red vine does not. Did not adhere to my yeah, teeth. Yeah, which is crucial, um, especially for young Technically, if you got fake ones. Well, so, do you have yeah. fake teeth? I have fake teeth. Do you, are all your teeth fake? No, just my first couple of teeth. Okay. Well, I never I I've no I know a lot about you. Yeah, you did not know my front two teeth are fake. I didn't know that so that means they were done well. There you go. They were I, done well. I remember it blew both our minds when when I found out that you were left-handed. Well, that's just wrong because we sit across from each other for like for so long. Like freaking 600 shows and you know, this is my left. Yeah. This yeah. Is, I, this is my I, right. I, I can tell right from left. <laughs> Multiple people. I, I, it's all over the field yeah, now. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get that at to 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 a minute uh, in a minute. Uh, not anybody who's been watching us on the um, commission uh, topic uh, are not surprised by the outcome because we've been calling it that that was going to be. But I do, if you don't mind, if everybody can indulge me for a little bit, I do want to. And before I do that, Judy, did you get this loaded up? Thank you. Oh, thank you, Judy. <coughs> You're great. Not only, not only do you laugh at my jokes, which is thankful. The mood in the studio this particular morning is one of... Uh, jo- it's jovial. Jovial. Yeah. Joviality. Jovial. Jo- joviality. Okay. Well, you you can Wicko. stop the correcting, okay? Judah. <laughs> it's enough already. We talked about that the other day. We've got to go over here now, okay? Gelat- gelatinous. Gelatinous. Judah's, Judah likes to... What did uh, he have for breakfast? What did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> some cigarettes. I'll <laughs> <laughs> try. He smoked. He's that's a right. Yeah, yeah. You're a you, that's the one, the one habit. Judah's one of the best human beings in the entire world. We spent 13 years plus working alongside each other. He looks so damn young. He's a brother from another mother. I think I call him family. Um, I sincerely mean that. He's family. One of the few people I, I, I trust when I'm out of town to look after our, our house and our family canine, Max which he does a fantastic job. One habit we're going to break of Judah is the smoking. How many do you smoke a day? It's so expensive. And it hurts your body, your health. They say say the same thing about alcohol, too. That's true. Touche. A little bit more socially accepted, however. Oh, that's changed so much. I mean, it, it, it used to be it was a thing. So... Uh, I've asked Judah to put this new slide up that we had. Um, you know, we we have here been in front of the market data. It's, I know we've been talking a lot about it lately. Um, we are now in at the end of October, 
We're still, frankly, waiting on CAR's third quarter data to come out. We'll just let that lie there, throw that out there and let it lie. But we've been providing data. So one of the things that I wanted to look at, it was a big picture. You know, how between CAR, oh, the eyebrows are going up. I don't know. There's com I'm just saying there's the, the, comments coming there's in. There's comments coming in here. But what I wanted to look at was everything from the car footprint, Augusta, Buckingham, the cities of Waynesboro, Stanton, or Staunton, uh, for single-family detached, attached condos, existing, and new construction. Just take a big look at how many units have sold and what was the average. I didn't use median. Uh, shout out to Carly Wagner trying to help me. Carly! To help me get a little bit better on that to include Woody and to include the good Dr. Lisa Sturevant on it. Remind me to go back to talking about the good doctor here in a little while. But look, if you take a look at what's on the screen, and I'll describe it to the folks that may be not looking at it, you know, between 2020 and 2023, we, we are down 63% in volume of sales. So we have sold 63% less homes over the period of 2020. This is month to month, right? This is looking at October only from 2020 to 2023, but the sales price have gone up by 30%. And those who can take a look at it a little bit later, we've been talk I've been talking about when these two trend lines are going to start intersecting. Do you see where they intersect? Oh, I see them. He's got them on screen. They intersected in this, this month of October, which meaning which means that that prices are going to continue to go up and 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 the volume of sales are going to continue to go down. The other thing that was super interesting in this, I expected to see a greater decrease in sales between October 22 and October 23, but that's not the case. The actual largest decrease in sales, the volume of sales, was between 21 and 22. That's why we've been talking about this stuff for so long, is this has been going up, but there was a 33% drop just in that one year time frame between October 22 to October, excuse me, October 20 to October 2021. 20, uh, but in any event, um, I'm sure there's other topics folks wanted to talk about. Um, I felt that this was helpful for folks to kind of get an idea of the trend and where the market's going to go. And, and I think when we do this for November and December, we're going to see these trends still continue. Oh, 100%. Kelly Jackson, Kipasa Chico, hey, welcome to the go? program. Johnny Ornales, Como Estas Amigo, Tom Powell, Kipasa, Kristen Smith, Dr. Downey, Georgia Gilmer, hello everyone, welcome to the program. Catherine Lochner, Nikki Chambliss, welcome to the program. Give the show a like and a share anywhere you guys are watching. If you have questions, jump in. Todd Rath, Andre Xavier, Stump Seth Minsky, Michael Pruitt, Roger Voisinet. Roger, we are going to talk about the... Um, how do I characterize this? In fact, what I'd like to do is turn this into a sizzle reel oh, God, for the I Love Seville show, Judah, later today. We have a little bit of clarity. Keith is an expert on this. Uh, he's uh, ex been, expert's a big word. You've been I, following it closely. I've been following it closely, doing, and I just happen to be, in the, be lucky enough to be in the room with a lot of the CEOs. On, okay, so on. I'll ask the question. You start the sizzle reel with the question I'm about to ask to Keith and then play through Keith's answer. We'll chop it up and play it on the I Love Seville show later today, J-Dubs. Um, so, Keith Smith, you've been in the business for, what, 30-plus um, years? He uses my full name, I get a little 30-plus years, Keith Smith. <laughs> um, the, the commission structure and the business we call real estate 
and how realtors get paid on the residential side, buyers, agents, and, and, and sellers, uh, selling agents, um, could be in the cusp of changing. Set the stage for us if you could, Keith. Yeah, so this, is, this has been in the works for many years, right? We've been, I've been tracking it for many years, and there's, um, there's actually two large um, class action suits. One just, I wouldn't want to use the word settle because it didn't settle. One went through the legal process yesterday, and uh, the plaintiff won and the defendants lost. So the plaintiffs are a bunch of folks that are doing a class action suit. The defendants were were National Association of Realtors and a bunch of other uh, uh, large real estate, national real estate uh, firms. So basically, um, and you can Google this and you can look on, it's all over CNN now, is that, you know, uh, the defendants, which is NAR in this case, and, and other folks have have lost look they're gonna this this process is going to go on for years it is going to end up in in um i wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't work its way up to the supreme court but it's definitely going through the the appeal process so in essence what the lawsuit has been the class action lawsuit said was that the cup there should be a decoupling and that's the word i prefer to use a decoupling of how the buyer broker is paid its eggs and the listing broker is paid its eggs right so i i think what you're going to ultimately see is this march towards the decoupling of it and what does that mean so what it ultimately means and we've had previous shows that we we talked about this is that the buyer's agent let's say I'm the buyer's agent I am now going to have to which I should have been doing anyway is to enter into a buyer broker agreement with you that describes how I get paid you know how many eggs I get I get paid Um, so ultimately I think that's where we're going down of this decoupling of it it is kind of uh, I've been calling it a 40 year O shift it is a 40 year O shift um, I happen, maybe I'll get myself into a little bit of trouble here. I happen to think it's good for the uh, industry. It offers transparency. Everybody knows what they're getting paid and how they're getting paid on it. So I hope that rambling did a decent job of, of explaining it. Um, let's play it here. Cut it right there. We'll play that back on the I Love Seville show. Um, I might come up with a better version of that as we go along. Okay. And the coffee kicks in. If you'd like to do that, absolutely. Um, This comes at a time where the industry is um, vulnerable. The industry is vulnerable with the spike in rates in such a short period of time. And the grand scheme of rates, it's not that much higher um, and if you look at um, decades of data. But what is causing a sticker shock and pain for a lot of people is the spike in rates happened over a very short window. Yeah. And that quick spike has created a vulnerable real estate market. What's also compounding the vulnerability is the, the fact that so many American homeowners have rates at 4% or under, and they're not going to list their homes unless it's divorce death, job change, um, a life event. 
people are comfortable with 4% and under interest rates. I think it was, what, roughly 80% of America has 4% or under, which is creating an inventory shortage, an inventory pinch. Well, all you got to do is look at the chart that we did this morning. Exactly. Look at the chart to suggest, it's, it's show the inventory. Happen, it's been the last time that, you know, uh, we had, the only time we had a growth in inventory, again, looking at this October to October is between 19 and 20. If you take a look at that chart, chart again, we've been on a downward slide of inventory from 2020 to now. I'll let you finish answering I mean, the question. This lawsuit is penetrating the news cycle, the everyday news cycle, at a time when the industry is vulnerable due to escalating <clears throat> rates, tight inventory, and home values that have uptick dramatically. It's an extra headwind, if you may. Yeah, so, so, I mean, I could just rattle off. This is a unique time in our industry, right? And I think hey, you used the word headwinds. We've got a multiple things happening at the same time. A plus interest rate, decrease in units to sell, decrease in volume, right? So the people that are in in my line of work, volume is money, right? Yeah. So they're making... You need stuff to sell to make money. Right. Agents are going to start decreasing. So we're decreasing agents. The MLSs are kind of in this goofy, goofy place because you've got certain larger MLSs that are running the, the thing. You know, we've got an education process that has to happen now where buyers who are represented, they're going to have to be able to tell these are the 112 things I do to help you or 110, whatever it is that it works for the agent to go ahead and do that. And, you know, the consumer's way smarter. The consumer's always been smart. Let me rephrase that. The consumer's way more informed now than they were 10, 20. Than ever 20, before. Than 20. And, 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 and I think this election is going to have some sort of impact on on the overall market. So I just, uh, and God forbid, you know, things over in the Middle East get worse. So there's multiple items that are having these headwinds as you use it or items that are going in to do it. So at the moment, we're talking about one, right, which is this potential O shift. Now, those who are watching and the agents that are watching, none of this is going to happen fast, right? But what you should be doing now, and, you know, look, I... You've got to be super careful. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a CPA. And if you're a real estate agent watching this, you know, your broker is the one that needs to guide you, guide you th through this. That being said, now, if you're in the space, now is the time to start honing up your skills, educate it. Because, you know, what's going to happen Oh, by the way, one last item I just popped in my head. Everybody's dues, by the way, was due October 31st. And guess what got settled? This lawsuit. On, on October, October 31st. On when do we When do we track um, how many um, agents didn't pay dues yesterday? Yeah. that. Uh, I, we when do we get that data? Yeah. I, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, and generally, you know, I don't like not to answer a question. Right, right. But I, my suspicion is it'll take a couple of weeks or months. And I don't mean to throw shade at this point, but this is the same organization that we haven't even gotten out third quarter data yet, right? And we're now in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter. Well, we're uh, we're a 30, in the second month we're, of the fourth quarter. We're, we're thirty plus thirty two days. I'm not smart, but I think a quarter is three, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Right? And if we're past one, that means we're a third past. 
I'm not that smart, but I'm pretty sure I got that one right. I think that was a little shade right there. That was a little I shade. That was a little shade. <laughs> no, no, that, I was, I'm not throwing shade at you. I'm throwing shade at myself. I'm no, like, I think you're throwing shade at, yeah, 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 yeah. at the organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're a give third, us the data, damn it. We're, we're a third. We're a third into it. Look, you know, I back to Dr. Lisa Sterevent, why, uh, why I love her to death and love what they do at Bright, and, and that will get me into trouble. Um, I get weekly updates on the market, like what we do here, weekly updates, except there's a big donut hole because we don't have data for us. But it does, she does, they do handle Northern Virginia in a bunch of different areas, which is just a real indicator on how, how the, market, the market is going. And while we're on that subject, um, she, she's agreed to come spend a whole show with us after the first week of January. Oh, and She's staying at your humble abode. Uh, not that I'm aware. Of. Okay. <laughs> She's saying I, I had to think for a moment. Did I go ahead and commit to something? Uh, I, I don't. You know, we're working through those details. But what we're what Dr. We're, Lisa Sturdivant in January on Real I'm Talk. Trying, That's big time. I'm trying. We're trying to settle on it before she does her. There's a big event that she does on January 11th that hits about 20,000, 25,000 people where she's going to do for us before that, which is give us a wrap-up of 2023 and where she sees 2024 going. And Woody Fincham is going to join us. Woody Fincham's watching the program. Woody! And, and she'll be sitting with us because she's way smarter than at least these two guys <laughs> here for sure. I won't speak for Woody. Uh, I got a suggestion for you. Sure. Dr. Lisa Sturdivant on the show in January, Real no Talk. No costumes. No, not costumes. You should sell, we should take this area and set up 30 seats and sell a VIP ticket for $25. Uh, 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 God love you. You always got that brain turning, but yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Right now, I'm trying to focus on committing, you know, getting all the, the, the T's crossed and things. So, look. Here's my, a question that's come directly on the show, and it's one that could be turned into a sizzle reel. Dylan's Rule, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you kindly for, for watching on Twitter. I'm um, trying to dance around this as delicately as I can. Here, here's, here's the question. Judah, are you ready for this for a sizzle, sizzle reel? With the... With a commission lawsuit in the news cycle and the decoupling of potential decoupling. potential decoupling of buyers and sellers, agents, commissions, a direct question for you. Will buyers, agents, commissions go away? And the second part of the question is, how will buyers, buying agents, buyer realtors that represent home buyers be compensated moving forward? So, um, break it in half. So, uh, we'll call it eggs, right? Because okay. I, I want to make sure I stay out of trouble. So, eggs have always been negotiable. Full point, stop, always been negotiable. Um, the second part of that is, and I've been saying this for a couple of shows, the buyer's agent, and, and let's face it, I, love, I, pref I prefer to be a buyer's agent. I just love being a buyer's agent. Doesn't mean I'm not a good listing agent, right? But I just prefer to do a buyer's agent because the number one skill is negotiating. I love to negotiate and I love to help people get their goals and, and reach their goals and, and achieve them. But I will now have to, which I do anyway, is describe how I do it. 
buyer's agents are going to have to do that. This is my job. This is how much I get paid. And you're going to have to, I don't want to use the word negotiated, but that is going to have to be very transparent up in the front. It's always been there. It's just never really been done across the board. So what can NAR do right now? Right, let's just dive into it. What is its potential options? What I think, what I hope it does, I don't think it will, but what I hope it does is that, because the other thing, Jerry, that you probably didn't see in the news, the minute, the minute that thing got, they got awarded, the plaintiff got awarded, you know what else happened? There was a bunch of class action suits immediately filed after that. Oh, yeah, they were ready to go. They were in the queue. They were in ready the to queue. Go. So you are going to see these. This is going to be. You're going to see, and I've been talking about this, I've been told to shut up about it, and I'm tired of being told to shut up about it. You're going to see multiple class action suits start coming down the pike. What can NARD do to do that? If it really wanted to stop it, it's going to fight it, but if it really wanted to stop it, it, it could do a na- nationwide class action settlement. Just do it. Just, co- just negotiate a class action a nationwide class action suit that will stop any future um, law, class action lawsuits. And whatever it looks like, they've got to negotiate that. And then they've got to, whatever that number is, that number is, over a period of time, let's say four years it is, us as agents, guess who gets to pay for that? Because that then will just get increased in our dues to go and pay it. But it puts it away, right? It puts, because as this goes on, Jerry... This conversation about this is just going to get worse and not worse, but get more vocal and more out there in right. in in the in the in, in the, the media in the media in the news cycle in the vocabulary in the lexicon in the lex in the lexicon to go ahead and do this. How, if Nor was to do that, it would stop it, and it would in it in, in my opinion. I'm not a lawyer, but it would stop it in its tracks, uh, and then we can get on with fixing whatever issues we need to fix so the business is more transparent than that, as it, as it should be. Does that make it? Was that a decent? <laughs> that was good. Woody Fitchum says, so, buyer's agent's commissions will continue to be a thing. It will be blended in differently. That's exactly the value right. of being a professional agent will be even more important. Kelsey, in short pump, says, my prediction and the talk around the office She's an yep. attorney. Yep. Yep. Is you will see a dramatic drop in realtors working in this business. Yeah. So uh, Wall Street Journal predicted eighty percent. I think that number is a bit a bit wacky. But these items that I just listed, right? Eight percent plus, probably going to be closer to nine percent. Decrease sales in units. Decrease in volume. All that stuff. Plus this is already got the headwinds on that. But Prior to this, I was projecting 30 to 40% drop. It's probably going to stay somewhere around there, right? Somewhere around there, maybe closer to 50% as this particular stuff goes on. I thought she was going to say that it would be downward pressure, or depending on how you look at it, on the number of eggs, right? You're, you're going to see that. I, wanna, I, I think that will happen. I, I wanna, but that's already been happening. That's been happening for a very long period of time. It just never was talked about. Here's, I think, what Woody is saying, and I agree. This is when you need a trusted advisor to go ahead and, and, and help you out uh, 
uh, with this. I had a excellent. I'll leave names out. Had an excellent phone call with a client yesterday, a potential, you know, a client today, yesterday. There was the direct result of the show, and the first thing that she said was, "Thank you very much for the information that we're providing," which which rocked my world on it. But sounds like someone I know. Somebody you know, and and. The funny thing was the whole conversation was never about eggs. It was never about money. It was about their goals and objectives on how they were going to achieve it and how a trusted advisor was going to help them get from where they are in their life now to where they want to be. Everything else takes, takes over. Another, another reason why I know professionalism matters. You know, how do you recover from losing everything? I can speak about this personally. You take care of your client first. You take care of the people first. The money will always follow. But if somebody does a little Googling, Pacific Northwest has actually decoupled this. I believe it's been about a year. They did it. Their MLS, their region has already decoupled. It has already said, okay, buyer, you need to go ahead and pay your uh, buyer's agent Okay, seller, you have to pay your buyer. And how they did it. The number of eggs, by the way, over that course of a year, I believe it was, hasn't changed. So I don't think you're going to see a huge change in the industry. What you're going to do is you're going to see, as far as numbers go, you're going to see how it's done change. Had a great conversation with the great Bill Tucker. Tell me how this is going to work. Bill Tucker. Tell me how this is going to work from your perspective. And look, from his perspective, it's nothing different than a for sale by owner. The question becomes one for Woody and one for the lenders. Will the lenders allow the seller to pay it now? And will, how will the appraisers go ahead and do that? Because I want to be clear, right now, today, as we sit right now, I, and it's decoupled, I cannot add my number of eggs to you. The lender won't let it happen. To go ahead, let the seller go ahead and pay it. So how, how do we do that? How do we navigate that process? This is a highly complicated topic. Oh, you're, 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 dude, you're doing great. You're doing great. Well, and I mean, I'm seeing it all over the feed here. This is the first so, folks are hearing about this. So you're the source of the source here. So I, I want to also point one thing out. If you do a little bit of reading, this $1.78 billion, guess what rule kick, got kicked in? The treble rule. So that number is actually three times. So that, that number is closer to $6 billion. Who pays this? Well, that's, that's the $99 million billion. That's the $6 billion question, right? You know, they're, you know God only knows. It, it's not going to get paid anytime soon. The other thing is I, I had a really good conversation with a friend of mine that is a um, um, prosecutor. Well, he's an attorney. Uh, that handles um, one point eight billion dollars is a lot of money. I mean, well, is this no? It's trebled. It's more than that. That's that's what nobody's talking about. It's really five and change, almost six billion dollars. So, a very dear friend of mine that is a lawyer that does class action suitcases. This is what he does. There's basically three points in a in a case like this that people settle. One is before. Those who follow the news, Remax did it. Um, uh, who else did it? I think it was Anywhere, which is the old Century One, the old real, I think not the old real, the old Century 21. But there was two that settled 
out of it on, on there, which ended up doing a national settlement, by the way. So they, they're good to go going, 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 for, going forward on it. But, you know, they... Oh, man, I'm just trying to figure out how to say this without getting myself... Oh, just say it. Yeah. Get I my, mean, at this point, yeah. how many times? Yeah. So You're the voice, dude. Yeah. So... Ultimately, I think what is going to happen is I ultimately think typically between losing an appeal in these other other class action suits, there's a bunch of settlements that happen, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think ultimately somewhere between now and there, there's going to be some settlement reached amongst the parties to go ahead and do that. The question becomes, as you artfully asked, how does it pay and who the hell pays it? Yeah. I mean, is this going to come down to the owners of the various brokerages well, across the country? Yeah. Well, you've got to look at you got to look at who's who, right? Some of them are, are street. You know, some of those are traded on the market. Some of those are publicly, publicly traded, traded. Yeah. Publicly traded companies. Some of them are not. Some of them are privately held companies. Um, you know, the association is that just that? That's an association. But I, I think there's going to come some sort of look. The 10-ton elephant in the room is the National Association of Realtors. That needs to be the body that takes leadership on this, which I'm sure they are. That's the body that I think is ultimately going to go ahead. And it's just not me. It's some pretty smart people I'm talking to that are coming with some sort of settlement. It's going to get done. It's going to put this thing to bed. They're going to come out with, with new rules that are very transparent. There's going to be a period of time that everybody's got to learn the rules. Right, it's going to be kind of a little goofy area, goofy time on it, and then then we'll get back to help. You know, we'll get back to helping people. Um, Woody wants to talk about this on Monday. Yeah, sure. He'll be here Monday. Sure. Did he? Say, that's what he said. He said we should talk about this Monday. Do you have him scheduled Monday? He's coming on Monday. Yeah. Okay. I will mention this on air to Keith Smith. Yeah. So uh, you got a boatload of realtors watching yeah. and realtors commenting. Let me get to those comments. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I'm 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 babbling here or I'm I'm, I'm talking here. I just. There's, there's, before we answer questions, the first thing is, if you're in the business, don't panic, right? If you're in the business, you know, hush, uh, um, uh, brush up on your buyer broker presentation. If you don't have one, you should have one in writing, just like you do for a listing presentation. Brush up on your negotiating skills and then start reaching out to the people that you work with, particularly uh, closers and attorneys and stuff like that and tell me how this is going to work from their particular perspective. That's what I've been doing for about a year, right? And that's it. And it's, it's, it's that simple. This is what our partnerships are doing for a year. If you go ahead and focus on those four big bullet points, you will do well. Josh Tracy, hello. Love when you watch the show. Katie Pearl, hello. Welcome to the program. Dr. John Shabe, hello. Welcome to the program. Ray Cadell's got comments. Hey, Ray. Uh, he says, the biggest problem over the last 100 years of real estate sales has always been not enough cash to make the transaction happen. Yeah. This could easily make that much, much worse, and especially for entry-level buyers who are the first rung on what we hope is a tall ladder. I'll put what he said in perspective and then get to his next comment, which is a question specifically for you. If buyers, agents, moving forward... A lot of folks think that their clients, the home buyers, will now be compensating the realtors 
out of their own wallet and bank account. We don't know that yet. A lot of folks are speculating that's what's going to happen. That with the decoupling of seller's commission and buyer's commission, a lot of people are predicting that the people that are trying to buy a house will have to compensate an agent for their representation and time. What Ray Cadell is alluding to, a first-time home buyer in today's market with 8-plus percent interest rate and home values at all-time highs, they're going to have to come with even more cash to the table to buy a house. Yes and maybe no yes. So that's why... That's what he's alluding to. That's why... Let me back up for a second. I, I took notes, so I, I won't lose my train of thought on sure. this. So that, if you... And I literally had an obsession of tracking the two live tweets for the last two weeks from the courtroom because that's there was people in there live tweeting that I'm part of and we were... We were. I was getting updates. So the argument from the NAR side of the house, National Association of Realtors, was exactly what you just said. This is going to be an undue burden on the first-time home buyer. Oh, it's going to fall on that. Yeah. Now that being said, there are there are potential ways to get around this, right? So if I'm a first-time home buyer, and, and, and at the moment it's a seller's market, right? So the seller is going to control how this process is, is going to work. But it's no different, Ray, and tell me if you don't mind chiming in how you handle this, but if I am doing a for sale by owner, right, and I've got a buyer, and my buyer broker agreement says I get paid X eggs, whatever that is, in it, and I've done my job, and they understand what my value is, and so forth and so on, right, I either negotiate this into the contract that the seller is paying these eggs. It's very transparent. It's very out there. This is a, we've done a fair number of, of for sale by owners where we had buyers buying that. We we put it in there. It's very clear. It's very it's very out front, and it, and the transaction gone through. The lender paid it. It was great. You know, we either increased the sale price of the of the thing or negotiated in, into the beginning of it. But this methodology has happened before. The, the point is, it's not in huge numbers, right? It's very minimal amount of transactions that are actually done done that way. I ultimately think what's going to happen in this settlement, because I think that's where this is going, I think this decoupling, if, if NAR is able to negotiate this, I think that this decoupling will be optional, right? Will be optional on the seller side. What do I mean by optional is that the seller can then unilaterally decide, which it does now, by the way, can unilaterally decide that it's going to offer X number of eggs to the buyer's agent, and it moves along just like it's been moving along for 100 years or however long it's been doing it. If the seller decides, no, I'm only going to do a dollar, which, by the way, you can do now, in car, in our MLS, you can do it for a dollar to buyer's agent. We, we discussed that there are listings out there that do that, right? Then we either are going to have to write it into the contract or the buyer is going to have to bring up that cash to it, which is an undue burden on the first-time home buyer. Because what the first-time home buyer is trying to do now, Ray, right, is they're trying to bring as much cash to the table as possible to buy their loan, to have their loan amount as minimal as possible. So their monthly payment is as minimal as possible because 99% of people who buy or whatever that number is buy for the monthly payment. They don't buy any other reason. This is what they're trying to do. 
So I ultimately think this is going to land on the lenders. The lenders are going to have to figure out a way uh, together with, with what NARD does really well, by the way, which is lobby and negotiate, right, with, with the regulators and to allow this to be added as a seller concession if it's truly decoupled, right? It is said you must do this nationwide. This is not an option. That's the only path forward for a first-time home buyer. Uh, Ray Cadell says, into the contract is a great plan unless the courts think that it's not uncoupled enough. Well, so there's a topic that we're not talking about, which was in 2021, Biden, President Biden, made an executive order giving the uh, FTC the right, and I, I, I don't have the text in front of me, but you could simply Google it. Federal it, Trade Commission. It literally talks about this, that gives the chairperson at their sole discretion the right to decouple this. So a little bit of Googling, and you can figure this out. There is a chapter and verse in there that they, that that chairperson of that Federal Trade Commission can unilaterally do this. So if they don't like how this is going, and as long as this current administration stays in place, this these lawsuits can go the way they're going, and the FTC could say, well, we're going to decouple them anyway. So this is why... I think what's going to happen is NAR behind the scenes with its lobbying efforts, which is freaking awesome at, is probably, con if I was in the boardroom, they're probably concurrently going, hey, look, we're going to uh, appeal this, but let's see what this looks like and sit, let's see what we can negotiate with everybody so we can put this thing to bed and start helping these first-time home buyers because there's just way too much pressure out there, not enough inventory, too many buyers. What do you think of this question's come on the feed? What do you think Was about that a the, decent answer? It's pretty good. Yeah. We what do you think good. about the current Redfin, Redfin position on the National Association of Realtors? Well, it's not only Redfin, it's Remax. They want your take on that. Yeah. So they, so what they've done is Red. You should set the stage here. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm I think I'm trying to do here. Cut. Cut. Um, Redfin. And Remax, again, this is public record. I'm not sharing anything that's not public. Have, and I'm going to paraphrase it, has as corporately said, corporately, we're not part of NAR any longer, National Association of Realtors. And it gave its franchisees, it gave its individual owners of its franchisees or franchises the ability to do that. If you wish to separate yourself from the National Association of Realtors, you're able to do that. Now, I will tell you, that's been in play for a few months. To the best of my knowledge, very few people, if any, have taken advantage of that. That may change now, but at the moment, so all they did is said, okay, we're out as corporate participants, you, Jerry, as the REMAX franchisee for whatever region, have the ability, if you wish to do it, to go ahead and separate yourself from NAR. Well, you probably can't do that because your local association, which you're a member of, is saying you must also be a member of NAR. All it did, and some simple Googling will, 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 will prove this, all it did is it said, if you want to do it, Jerry, you now can do it because in the franchise agreement, it said you must belong to NAR. And all they said is, you know what? You don't have to belong to NAR now if you don't want to. 
that's, that's in essence where it's at. Katie Pearl's got a question for you. This hey, is a good Katie. question, Katie. Hey, Katie. Uh, Woody said we'll unpack I'm gonna have to take some, I'm going to have to take some uh, ibuprofen. Get Woody headache. says we'll unpack Katie's question on Monday as well. Okay. Here's Katie Pearl's question, KTP. Love when you watch the show, Katie. Um, if double commission has been previously baked into the cake and then all those commissions go down, does that mean that home value should be going down by that equivalent amount? No, home, I, I can tell you home values. So that's the thing. Take a look, if you can put up this, this chart again, if you don't mind. Since 2019 and 2023, this is October over October, these are average numbers, we, and this is just a huge footprint, right? This is everything from Buckingham County to the other side of the hill, all products, all products plus new construction, right? This is just an average. You got of a the, boatload of brokers of that number. Right it our sales price jumped from three twenty six to four seventy nine. That is not going to stop. This as as long as that inventory track is at sixty percent and the up track is of values at thirty percent, values are not going to go down. Well, welcome Quentin Beckham and Tim Carson Mo- to the program. Micro Andy Zeman, Dean Russell, hello. Real estate is all over the, the realtor. You micro, got them all over here. Micro loc- and, and I'm probably going to get fired by the end of this. I thing. don't think so. But micro locations. I don't think so. Micro locations matter, right? So this to understand the numbers I'm throwing your way, Jerry, is these are big footprint macro numbers for our region. And I've included both sides of the hill and Buckingham because we talk about it all the time. What does that look like? So that the number of sales went down 63% since 20, and the, num- the value, I think, went up 30, if I remember the number. Scott right. Thorpe, welcome to the show. Went up 30, 30%. So that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is the seller's just going to keep more money. That's all that's going to happen. The seller, if, if, if the number of eggs go down. Yeah, the seller's going to get it potentially anywhere from 1.5% to 3% if, additionally. If, and the buyers are going to have to pay... Uh, the realtors that represent them either... I, I, don't, I don't really think that's going to happen. I, I, I will bet you a... Well, this is a long-term bet, Yeah, right? this is where we're going to settle this bet in five years? No, I think, I think, I think, in, I think this time... 2024? Next, I think this time next year... You don't think, you don't think buyers... No. ...are going to pay folks to represent them? I think certain buyers will. I think this is going to be how some commercial deals are done. Well, commercial deals are always done this way. Right. And I think that's going to then no, migrate into no, no. residential, I, I, where I, their I, buyers I, are going to say, I will give you X amount of dollars to be my representation. I'm looking at the bar. Your rum is getting low. Yeah, my rum's You low. got a trip to uh, the got, islands coming. We got a, tri- a trip. I got a trip to the, uh, a beach on Long we, Island we got a, We got a trip to go visit in December to visit our friend that has a distillery in, in the islands, and I'll bring back some stuff. No, that... I'm going to go out on a limb. It's, that's, I don't think that's going to happen. And, and it's really not much of a limb because I've looked at what happened in the Pacific Northwest. It really didn't happen, right? You it, think what's going to happen is sellers will put in a seller's agent, after conferring with their sellers, will put in the MLS that we are willing to give so this percentage of the transaction to a buyer's representative. So, so that's what you think is going to happen. Let's be crystal clear. Right? Yeah. This hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? This is not, oh my God, I got to go out and do this. What I'm talking about is you got to prepare yourself for it, right? So. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So, well, I just want to, those who may have jumped in, 
now on the show or, or listening to it. This, you know, this is a long way from actually happening unless there's an expedited settlement that's a national-wide settlement that rules get changed and decoupling happens and so forth and so on. The likelihood of that happening, it, it's just probably going to take time. Katie Pearl goes, all of those numbers account for commissions as we have known it. This is a major, major shift. Oh, it is. Well, I've been talking about it. I, I've been talking about it. Ray uh, Cadell says this to you. You've been talking. You've been. At, you've been at the forefront of this. I, I've been talking about it. And that's when you talked yesterday to a prospect with a with a client, a client that yeah. mm-hmm. materialized from this network. She highlighted to you. I value the content you create on Real Talk. And watch religiously. And valued, um, not just me, but people that are professionals, valued their, their ability to help them navigate an extremely difficult or complicated transaction. Scott, right? uh, Ray Cadell says this. Ray Cadell is a broker. He is going to be telling his agents what to do. And play the his trumpet. Firm. I got it right. Ray Cadell's a broker. He says, I think Redfin's position is even firmer than what Keith said. Redfin will require many of our agents to resign from the National Association of Realtors. Now, after careful deliberation, Redfin, Redfin will go further than resigning from the NAR board, requiring our brokers and agents to leave NAR everywhere yeah. we can. Yeah. Most brokerages are only a loose affiliation of independent agents, and none of us wants to impose a policy that could alienate any of the people who generate our revenue. I, 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 my hearing aids are, is... is Ray saying he's a Redfin brokerage? I'll read Ray's comment. You can ask Ray a question. He's watching right now. Ask him a comment. You want me to read it again? I'm pretty sure he's not Redfin. But but here's the difference between Redfin and Remax. The Redfin model is the agents are employees. That's the difference. They are W-2 employees and they get bonuses and so forth and so on. (coughs) So they are not independent contractor. So a little bit of Googling on Redfin, we'll, we'll go ahead and- Tim and Carson, show, jump show in that. here. We'll show that. Where Remax is a, li- is a little, bit, little bit different, right? Or like all the other uh, franchisees out there that you know, they are independent contractors. The Redfin, that, that's where the difference is. That's where Redfin can tell their employees to do that. But if you're an independent contractor, it's very difficult to go, it's like it's like like a framing contractor when I'm a GC, right? I tell them how to do their job, but I I can tell them what to expect and what my scope of work is, but I can't tell them how to nail a hammer, nail a nail. Once I do that, they become an employee. But that's a whole topic for a different thing. Ready for this one? Yeah, go ahead. I got notes. Um, I got cards too. Got a lot of people are asking this question. This one comes from one of our favorite North Downtown listeners who walks with his wife their dog in the four, five, and six o'clock hour, he said, and stops and chats with his neighbors about topics from the I Love Seville show or from Real Talk. He said, much of North Downtown is now watching the shows and they talk about the show's content during the dog walking. I, I, I can't speak for your show, but for Real Talk, I'm flattered. Thank you. He says this, what would prevent a realtor who is not being compensated by a seller to not show the home to their buyers. Try that a different way. All right, Grayson, I think this is what you're saying. 
And if you want to rephrase or type your comment, so, let us so, know. So He's what, basically saying this. If a seller is not compensating buyer's representation with the percentage of the sale, he's asking Grayson if buyer's representations will blacklist or not show homes where compensation is not provided for those houses. So the, an so the answer to that is if, if I have my buyer broker agreement with Jerry, and I do my job, and I have my buyer broker agreement set up that says that if the seller's agent or the seller isn't offering compensation, a number of eggs, but our agreement says a number of eggs, why wouldn't I show it? You've agreed to, you've agreed, you've agreed to pay the number of eggs. This is my services want to do. So it's a non-issue. Now, could it happen if an agent does not do their due diligence and do their buyer broker agreement? I guess it could, right? I'm, I'm not an, un, I'm not a, a Pollyannic about it that, that this doesn't, this doesn't happen. But if everybody does their job and gets their buyer broker agreements nailed down and signed with, with Jerry, it's just like a for sale by owner. A for sale by owner never typically doesn't offer buyer's agent. It's, it's no different. Our buyer broker agreement, when I write it in there, I say, Jerry, you're going to, if the seller doesn't pay X eggs, you're going to pay X eggs, and that includes for sale by owners, new construction, anything in the MLS. It's a whole litany of things. You go find it on, uh, on, on Telegram somewhere or, or underneath a rock, right? Uh, we agreed to X number of eggs. And then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do a single showing agreement with the seller or the seller's agent on that and say, look, I'm going to show your house on a such a day and such a time, and if I bring you a contract, do you agree to pay me X number of eggs? Right? So if you do your job up front and have all your documents in front, that should never happen. Does that make any sense? It should never happen. Now, if you don't do your job, I think it's an ethics violation, frankly. But that's Who's going to enforce that? Yeah, well, you know, that's, that's a whole different can of worms. But, yeah. Well, what's going to enforce it is when... This is what would enforce it. Agents, I'll tell you what's going to enforce it. finish, please. Agents, or more importantly, the sellers. No, this is what is going to enforce or it. Or the buyers. The buyers who get, are on Realtor, the Realtor app and the Zillow app, they see a home show up, they like this house from the digital... Digital curb appeal looks good to them. Oh, damn, this house looks good. Hey, yeah. why didn't you show me this house? I think That's nine, what's going to enforce I think 97%. That's what's going to enforce Again, it. I don't want to throw too much shade on NAR here because, you know, I think NAR is going to get in front of this, and I think NAR is really going to show, show, show up and do the right thing. NAR does some awesome stuff. You know, their, their data is really good. Their lobbying is really, really good. They do some awesome stuff for the industry in, in, in particular. But, or and, I shouldn't say but anymore. And if you do your job, it's a non-issue. But you're 100% right. According to NAR, 97% of all buyers start on this phone I'm holding in my hand. And you're 100% right. And you get this phone call. And you get this phone call, I want to show a house. And then you should, at least this is what I do. So thank you very much. Give me a few minutes. Let me do some research for you.
I do some research and find out what is said in the back of the MLS that I understand what you know what the agent notes are, so forth and so on. Let me find out if it's still available. Let me find out what showing instructions are. I do my job as a buyer's agent and start asking W questions, who, what, when, and where, of Jerry, the listing agent. So tell me about your seller. What's their motivation to move? So forth and so on. One of the things I hope happens here, and I'm just maybe this is because I'm an effing boomer, that happens here. Too many people in my industry hide behind this phone that I hold in my hand. They won't actually use it as a phone and have a conversation, right? Hey, I need to talk to you about this listing. I'm about ready to show it. Don't send me a text back. Don't send me an email. When I say I need you to call me, I need you to call me, right, and have a conversation. I'll tell you about my buyer. You tell me about your seller. That's not happening in huge numbers right now. They hide a little bit too much. I probably just got disowned by Carr if I say that. Woody Fincham. No, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. This is what... Yeah. It's true. It's the truth. And the buyers and sellers out there do you want know why this I, kind of transparency you know why and I accountability. I get in trouble by saying number six all the time? Because nobody wants to hear it. What's number six? Who on the other side matters? And that's, that's, that's the conversation. And you know, you know why what? you're successful? If you're in this it's because you're honest. If you're in Who this... on the other side does matter? It does matter. It 100% matters. A, 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 a shout out, a, a question for Ray. I don't know who, who's watching. Woody Fitchum's got this comment. What is the impetus on leaving the National Association of Realtors? Brokers willingly participated you say in it? brokers willingly participated in the scheme. Brokerage brokerages parting ways seem more like virtual signaling than anything of substance. NAR does does need a restructuring, but does it really need to go away? No, I don't think it needs to go away. And that was the point I was trying to get at. NAR does some really good things. Look, the industry's it's, it's, sorry, schema. What's the word? Judah, a representation of a plan or theory in the form of an outline or model. S C H E M A, schema. Yeah. yeah. Schema. Sorry, Woody. Schema. Yeah. It's the uh, word he used. Big word. Big word. Yeah. That's, schema. That, that's a definitely a $10 word. That's 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 a big word. That's schema. a $10 word. I'm I'm trying to get beyond the beyond the $1 Ray's, word. Ray says he's still watching. Schema. That's the first time I've heard Ray schema said he's in a still watching. Time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ray, I want to ask you a question. I know the answer to this. I'm going to ask it anyway so so everybody in the feed and Jerry can can spit it out. If I send a text or a phone call an email to Ray on one of his listings and say, Ray, can you please call me? I'd like to talk to you about your listing. What would you do? Of course Ray would call. There you go. Of course Ray would call. But, that's but there's a, a boatload of realtors that oh, are yeah. under 40 that won't call. Do you know how many people I've seen, and, and I, love, I love my better half. I love her dearly. I love her dearly. She would rather fill out a form online, do a text message, or send an email than talk to a human on the phone. I... And People be- under 40 get social anxiety to literally have a phone conversation. Judah despises talking to people on the phone. There's been so many times at this shop, I'm not throwing shade to you, the reason you're going this way is because you find it to be more efficient. There's been so many times in the 13 years of us working alongside each other, I was like, pick up the phone and talk to the person. He's like, well, it's easier for me just to send an email or a text message. Context exactly. is lost. Context exactly. is lost. Right. right. But we're... And I don't know what transaction you're talking about, right? Just but in, in general. <laughs> but, well, but in our case, this is generally the largest transaction and the most impactful transaction. He says, I call back instantly. Yeah. But he said, sad, just like I'm saying, yeah. sadly, it's a generational thing. 
Yeah. The younger generation, young millennials and Gen Zers, get social anxiety for talking on the phone. That will change. It will have to change. Because guess what you're going to have to do now? If this really gets decoupled, right? If this really becomes mandatory decoupling, which... Again, I think it's going to be optional. I think ultimately how this is going to get settled out is going to be optional. But assuming it goes uh, mandatory decoupling, I, you've got to talk to me, Jerry. I, I've got to have a conversation with you because I need to now have a conversation with you how I'm going to get compensated. And is your, I, you've got to have these two-way conversations. You know, look, maybe it's I'm, I'm a boomer and maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But uh, my hope is, is people will start talking to one another. I can't tell you how many texts and emails you read that get, gets out of context. And I'm a texter. I love to effing text. But when it comes to the transaction of that, you've got to do the 45 minutes that I was on the phone with the client that came from this show to say, okay, tell me what Te- you're... Technically, the I Love Seville show. But okay. Go came ahead. From, came from the I Love Charlottesville network, thank you very much, on, that, on how I can best help them. That conversation has to happen. And who knows? Maybe it goes there. But that might be me being uh, north of 6-0 and then... Barely. Yeah, barely. But I am north, though. Barely. Uh, soon, Sarah to be, Hill. soon to be, soon to be a, one year more north. Sarah Hill Buchensky, hello. Annie Zeman, hello. Jamie Turner, the investor, hello. Scott Thorpe, the commercial broker, hello. Dean Russell, hello. You got four mortgage brokers watching the yeah. program right so now. So the questions for Nikki the... Nikki Chambliss still watching the program. Yeah. Brittany Gray, Stanley Martin watching the program. Yes. Seth Liskey, the multi-unit uh, real estate investor watching the program. So the question for the loan officers is, how do you handle for sale by owner? If I was to bring you a for sale by owner right now, right, right now, forget about what's happening. Right now, for sale by owner, we've negotiated it into the deal that the seller is going to pay X number of my eggs. The buyer doesn't have to pay it. I've done my job. I've negotiated That's how on, I did it. on the buyer. I've negotiated on that. The buyer is getting a, an FHA loan, 90%. 5%, 97% loan value. We've, we've negotiated this into the deal that, and wrote it into the contract that the seller is going to pay whatever number of eggs that we've all negotiated to. How the hell does that happen in their world? And how that happens in their world is how this is going to go. If there's a path forward to do that, that's how this path is going to go. It's just I, as the buyer's agent, I'm going to have to negotiate with my buyer and negotiate with the seller, which, oh, by the way, requires me to talk to you to go ahead and do it because you got to talk to negotiate on it. You don't negotiate with texts and emails. So if, if Coach B can answer that question, if the question is it can be done, then that's the path. By the way, I asked the same question of the Bill Tucker, William Tucker, and they, 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 just, they, they just add it to the CD, and it gets funded, and we move on. So what's different, Coach? Andy? You tell me, Coach B. Coach B, Andy? So. This, this is a question from Eric Thompson, who watches the shows yeah, regularly. Yep. Mm-hmm. He said, could there be a class action lawsuit that could possibly lower the prices of homes? No, no. That, That's what that, I, resp- yeah, I responded yeah, to no, him. No, 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 no. Yeah. I said, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to give the man 
the uh, yeah, the no, no, no. I yeah. appreciate I appreciate yeah. the question, it, right. it, and, and I didn't mean to be flippant about it, but that the market controls that exactly. You know? So if there was a class, <laughs> I lived a half a decade under communism. If the government says you can't charge any more than this, that's the that is that is what communism is, right. and it, it's right. just not going to happen. And, 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 and folks don't want, some folks may not want to hear this. The last thing we want is any kind more of rent, rent control or more regulation. That's so just a cluster. Any, doc, if you quack, look, quack. look at any locality that has rent control, it does it's not work. Backfires. Very, it doesn't work very well. Absolutely backfires. What, so to take that and twist it around a little bit, what the government can do is increase this, increase this inventory by helping New homes get to to help reverse sixty three percent decrease in. Let me see. If well, I what can, the government one, can two, do one, two, three in four years. In four years, there was a sixty three percent drop in the number of units sold, while there was a thirty percent increase in price. What the government can so do. So he's focusing on the, and I love you to death, brother. But he's focusing on the on the on the sales side, where we need to be focusing on is increasing the inventory. Side. I don't see that happening anytime soon. No, it, it, it's not. And what the government can do um, is 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 lower rates, which could create affordability. But the byproduct but, but of lower, lower rates, the lower the byproduct of lowering rates is going to put more buyers in the pool to buy houses, which is going to escalate prices because demand is going to increase. If you look at this slide, where we we. When we start looking at this longer and longer and longer and, and have really smart people like Woody and really start smart people like Dr. Sturrivant looking at it, I'm just speaking at this from a guy that's got street smarts, right? Um, you're going to start seeing this, this law, these trend lines get even deeper and deeper where inventory is going down and prices are going up. I just don't see inventory increasing. If interest rates start drop, dropping a little bit, you'll start seeing the increasing go up. But the longer we go with these two lines, the the, the harder it's going to be to get closer. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes so sense. The longer it's going to take to get closer. That makes sense. Um, what time is it? It's it's eleven twenty-five. Oh, so time flies when you're sitting across an oracle of knowledge. In that case, that's you, Keith. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. The oracle of uh, real estate, Keith Smith. Let's see if Mr. Predicto can, can, can get that one. You, you've handled this like a true professional, my friend. Yes, Realty Partners, finest Keith Smith. Monday, you have Woody. Let's set the stage for Monday because Woody's... He hates this. I do. I, I'm not a huge fan of this one. I find this one a little gimmicky. Okay. We will take the gimmick off. A little tchotchke. Tchotchke? Yeah. Well, the, re- the reason I, I, I think there's a time and place for Mr. Predicto. Yeah. And this is not the time. <laughs> <laughs> On any show. No, no I, I didn't say that. I don't say yeah. any show. I, I, was, I, I was, just particularly this show, you've hit such a grand slam. I, I, we don't need the gimmick of Mr. Predicto. I, I was just trying to uh, divert uh, uh, the question to something else. Eric Thompson says the income will not keep up with that, Jerry. Um, I, I, let, me, let me handle no. this question. Let me answer this question. Eric, um, I, I respect and empathize. I respect, empathize, and sympathize with the income not keeping up with values. I will push back on that a little bit. The HUD area median income for the Charlottesville area is $123,300 per household, and that number is increasing. The $11 billion invested by Amazon into Louisa County, plus the expansion of UVA with data science school and the biotechnology schools, is going to bring thousands of people to this area that are going to be earning well north of $123,300 per 
house, like considerably more than that. The incomes will keep up with the escalating prices. Certain incomes will, certain incomes won't. Right. This, the, the, and excuse me, there will this gap. Will, the wealth gap will widen. Will widen, uh, no doubt. And Charlottesville and Almaro County will become a a, a playground for ten percenters. So the two things that are that are widening is the wealth gap and the generational gap, right? We talk about, I talk about this all the time, right? The generational gap, I think 38% of last year, and I can't wait until they come out with their sales NAR. Again, one of the great things about NAR, they're super great with all this stat stuff, really good stuff. I'm curious to see because this last year, 2022, was the first year that the boomers outproduced the millennials. Is that trend still continuing? Are more boomers buying and less less millennials buying, and the Gen Zs are hot on their tails. 170 million between those two groups, Gen Z and millennial, and they're all started hitting these, what they call housing formation years, whatever in God's holy names that means on that end of it. I think that's getting married and having kids, but who knows? Um, <laughs> Woody Fitch up with another SAT word. This one I know, Woody. This, the, the schema was legitimately the first time I've ever read that word in my life, Jim. Huh. You, you've, you've obviously, Judah's a wordsmith, so you've read that word many times. This one I know, he says, there must be a crescendo at some point. What do you, you, you look pensive over there, Smith. Yeah, I'm getting texts. I, I, <laughs> well, you handled it perfectly. Yeah. We, you can't, the folks in the industry, you can't bury your head in the sand and hope it goes away. Well, that's, you that's, can't bury your head in the yeah, sand and hope yeah. it goes away. That's not a strategy. No. Not talking about it is not a strategy. No. So This man is going to get the business because he's getting in front of it. Because yeah. he's being honest and transparent. That's what the folks want. Well, and as this becomes more in people's hands, and as that lawsuit penetrates the media I don't cycle... Know, I don't know how much more it is in people's hands at the moment, right? Oh, I mean, it's going to get... Yeah. So, look, if you're out there and you're, you're in the real estate space and you, you can't hide from this and you have a license and do yourself a favor, reach out to your broker and say, OK, you know, I, I, I am sure the brokerage is out there. I know this is what we're doing is out there educating and training our agents. This is really a great time to do this. Just get get skilled, bring up your skill level on how to do a briar presentation, bring up your skill level to make sure that the buyer understands full transparency how this is going to work. On the listing side, you've got to do the same thing because this is a potential, this is the potential that the listers have to be aware of, right? Because if this becomes an actual decoupling, right, and it could happen in the middle of somebody's listing, you've got to have this conversation with, with everybody, in my opinion, maybe you think differently. But in my opinion, transparency always is a good thing, you know, and go ahead and get it on the table, and then there won't be any problems. If you do this up front and work on your skills, there's not a problem here, guys. It's going to move any, it's going to move no different than a for sale by owner. It's going to be no different than a, than a commercial. Not too many people do commercials, but enough agents out there have done a few for sale by owners. That's the methodology forward. Write it in the contract. Make sure you got your buyer broker agreement nailed down, that your eggs are done, who's doing what to who. Do a buyer presentation on it. Have the conversation with the other side. Okay, this is how this is going to have to go, 
right? It's just an extra couple of steps in the process that you have maybe have not had to do since 2020 because we had a 30% increase in value, but we had a 63% decrease in inventory. Just built up your skill levels. And there's, you know, Nikki, Nikki over there at KWA, she's freaking awesome at this stuff, right? And, office, and I know they're training their agents. We're training our agents. Just be prepared. Did I wrap that up okay, you sir? You did. You, Keith. 11.30, look at that. No, I, Keith, you, you I, should hear this from me. I, I wrapped that up right at 11.30. I mean this, I mean this sincerely. Yeah. You, you, and, and he's Catholic. He hates compliments. I'm going to give it to him anyway. You, you, we're on point here. I know this is not an easy topic to talk this about. This is an extremely difficult yeah. topic to talk about. But look at, dude. Seriously. I'm looking at you. You did great. Thank you. Thank you. You did great. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think ahead. it's one of the best ones you've done here. Oh, stop. No, I mean that because it's not an easy topic. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. That's right? what I'm saying. It's uncomfortable. Look. You did great, dude. Look. I'm supposed to stop saying dude. My, our, our, our five and a half year old is... Really? Yeah, dude. I just said it again. I don't even know I'm saying it. Our so, five and a half. Well, I got yelled. Did I tell you I got yelled at for, for calling a group of people guys? You at the coffee shop? Yeah. Uh, no, our five and a half year old saying like uh, said this to to me the other day and to and to my wife the other day really irritated her. Said, uh, "Chill, bro." She said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's Chill, bro. Is he watching uh, Teenage Ooh, Mutant? It's from the Ninja. playground. Oh, really? Chill, bro. Yeah. And and. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Chill, bro. And Chill, she bro. said, hey, dude. excuse me. You don't talk to your mother that way. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, look. Um, <clears throat> it, Chill, bro. And I was like. Yeah. Uh, the agents that are uncomfortable with talking about how they get paid and their, and their worth and the money and the processing, is, this is, will be difficult for them. Yeah. Right? <laughs> But those of us who are comfortable with that will do well because we've been doing it for a while. So th- there's, there's some skill level. You know, I, 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 you know we are going to lose agents. We were losing agents anyway. I mean, when, when you have a 63%, just think about that, Jerry, 63% drop in sales since 2020. Number of volume of sales, 63%. That's a huge number, right? So th- that in itself is going to move folks out of the industry. Plus the new rules, people that are not comfortable with it are going to kind of move them out. We're going to settle out. I think in our marketplace, probably closer to 600, maybe 700 agents. This talking time about there. calling the herd. Yeah. Well, I, I, that, I that, mean, that's the definition of what you're talking about. Yeah. That's, that, those, that's just very uh, straightforward. Yeah. Th- those words impl- implied people are going to get, hurt not right? true yeah well. calling the hurt is not just physicality yeah so what'll happen there will be a natural migration <laughs> <laughs> i like that huh it's good yeah a natural this should be a sizzle reel a natural i fucking love you so <laughs> a natural migration like so there will be a natural migration of people in my industry out. Those of us that have been around through the time of great unpleasantness or before, in my case, and in folks like Ray, have seen this before. There are these ebbs and flows and natural migrations. It's not culling. The herd has migrated <laughs> to a different place. Oh, God. Jesus Christ, I'm Jerry. I'm crying over here. It's so <laughs> funny. 
Oh, we got to wrap up the show. Migration. 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 It's a migration. No calling the heart. Judah Wickhauer is the director of this fine and fair talk show. The it's show like, is archived at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. He's not just a superstar broadcaster. He is a realtor. If you need someone to help you navigate well, that's what this I am process, first. Like, just have, hang Smith, out and have fun. Realtor is just a joy to work with. And he's all about... Uh, 11.34, brother. I know. I'm trying to end, Keith. <laughs> uh, thank you to Judith. Thank you to Keith. The I Love so Seville show up. is up. Yes, the I Love Seville. She can't help it. Who knew? It's huh? up in 56 minutes. Is there such a thing? Did that even happen? So long, my friends. <laughs> is that even possible? Shut Smith up? I don't think so. I don't think so.